Hello everybody, welcome to the We Are Ryzen debut podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Benjamin, and with me is Declan Kirby. Hi everybody. Yes, so we are doing a podcast specifically towards the Japanese MMA promotion, Ryzen Fighting Federation, or all just called Ryzen. Um, it's basically, for those that are not familiar, if you remember Pride back in the 2000s, this promotion is virtually almost the same thing. It's got the same, um, same, uh, owner, uh, Sakiabara, um, it has the wrestling ring, uh, instead of a cage, um, sumo wrestlers. Sorry, what was that? Sumo wrestlers, too. <laughs> yes, sumo wrestlers, too. Uh, most importantly, though, unlike in American MMA, um, which has, as far as I know, I believe all the unified rules, yeah, the unified rules has banned kicks and stomps while the person is down on the ground, um, that is legal in Ryzen, just like in Pride. So some of you might remember um, most important, uh, the most famous um, uh, head stomper, uh, Mauricio Shogun Rua, um, head kicking opponents while they're down and knocking out a lot of, a lot of his opponents. But um, the reason why we are doing a podcast on Ryzen, um, when this promotion came about around, I think it was 2015, and... We saw it on YouTube, and there was just something incredibly special about it. Um, it's it has a different feel, a different atmosphere. Um, it's basically Pride 2.0. Yeah. Um, the thing is that unfortunately, there really is only one major rest. Uh, not wrestling. Excuse me. Uh, MMA promotion in the world, and that's the UFC. And when you watch a lot of one thing, you kind of almost get tired of what you're watching. Kind of like how uh, how I was with WWE for you wrestling fans out there. But when we saw when we saw Ryzen, there was just. It just had this energy and feel and atmosphere to it that was honestly we hadn't seen since like the, the pride since like pride was around. Yeah, and, absolutely agree. <laughs> and not to mention also the fights have been incredibly exciting as well. Um, and I feel like this promotion should get more recognition internationally and that's what we're hopefully uh what we can do with this podcast you know but you know while we want to give it uh recognition we also have to be honest about its faults you know we'll be we'll gladly praise it when it's worth when it's worth praising but then we also gotta be negative which uh i will be about one specific match tonight um when it's uh when it doesn't work out so um 
What do you like about Pride? Uh, sorry, Pride? Ryzen. Pride 2.0, basically, yeah. Um, I fell in love with it since day one. I mean, I'll be honest with you, the only thing that really dragged me towards it, uh, the first ever Ryzen, was, of course, them promoting uh, the return of uh, Fedor Melianko being my favorite fighter of all time. But, I mean, everything leading up to that fight was just absolutely unreal. I mean... Seeing Kron Gracie for my first time in life, it, it was honestly, it, it had to have been probably one of the best uh, MMA shows I've ever watched in my life, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, uh, you know, even though Fedor basically fought a can, I don't even remember what the guy's name was. <laughs> I don't even remember uh, either. Wasn't, I think this was also the same show that had uh, uh, Charles Bennett had that seven second KO. That's okay. right, yeah. That Brazilian uh, fighter where he was uh, talking shit to uh, Wanderlei in the camera. And he did the big giant flip. Crazy horse, yeah. Crazy horse, yeah. <laughs> um, they cut his uh, epic promo. <laughs> Are you waiting? Uh, that was the first Pride, though? I mean, Pride. I'm going to be saying that a lot, too, so bear with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to have it. Uh, that was the first Rising, though? The one where he called, he cut the, uh, the N-word promo? Um, it was either the first one or the second one, right. but, um, it did, this was definitely before I, what, this was before they had their, um, their own thing on fights, right. on the Fight TV app, this is when you had to go on YouTube or something to find their, uh, to find their fights. Right. Yeah, the, uh, the first Ryzen, from what I actually, remember, I think... Yeah, I, no, I actually think you're right now, because remember the very first one... You only could find the Russian feed of it because of because Fedor was on it, so that's, right. they had no English feed. Right. I'm trying to remember that first one though. Um, the first Ryzen. I, I remember Baruto was on the first one. Yes, he fought. I, um, I believe he fought uh, uh, Sushi Kosaka. Okay. Kron um, was on there. I think. I could was Amir Ali Akbari on there. Um, I can't remember. Let's see. Eh. I actually got right up, um, right up here. Um, oops. Um, the first. Uh, oh wait. Oh, okay. So I remember. Okay. So it was actually two shows. Uh, it was they yes. did a New Year's Eve thing. You know, like the the double New Year's Eve show. Right. So the, they had that they had that Grand Prix that heavyweight Grand Prix that Maha, that King Mo was in. That's right. Yeah. Uh yes. Uh, now was also oh Bob Sapp and Akabono. That's one of the fights. That's right. That was on the first yeah. card. Yep. Which uh, people don't know is the highest rated. <laughs> te- uh, got the highest television ratings of any MMA match in Japan. Mm. I think they said. I think I'm trying. I don't remember the exact number, but it was like. An absurd number of people were watching that live on television when it uh, came about. Um, yeah, that was also this, yes. So yeah, uh, but um, it had, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say. Um, well, I mean, continue what you were saying because I was gonna yeah, just continue what you were saying. Well, you know, the, the reason also is because you know it it was one of the the great things about Ryzen was you got to see fighters who uh, you know they had. They had their famous fighters, you know, like Fedor, 
and Sakuraba and and King Mo, but then you have to see other people who you never heard of. You know, on uh, the first, I mean, uh, on the very first card, um, they had um, on this well, the second card of their uh, debut show. That's when uh, I believe that's when yeah, Reina was in the um, Reina was on there. That's right. Yes, that's when also they had Gabby Garcia fight uh, wrestler um, Lady Tapa. Um, and also Crone Gracie, and, um, they had the, I uh, got to see a debut, the MMA debut of, uh, Baruto. <laughs> Baruto, poor guy. <laughs> I was so uh, sad when he got eliminated from the tournament. <laughs> I was, too. And, and he also, went on a roll, thing. too. He was, like, he was going on, like, four fights. Yeah. Straight wins. Um, as well, I think it's also important to mention that you bring that up. I've only been the one, well, technically two MMA shows, and they were both rising when I visited Japan, and they were some of the best, it was some of the best live, live experiences I, I had while in Japan. So I just, yeah, that's the thing is that we want to basically, you know, cover a promotion that's not getting a lot of recognition in the world of MMA. There's tons of UFC podcasts, you, uh, you can, there's a million of them. But we feel like Ryzen, there's something building there. And um, one of the uh, the television ratings actually for the show were actually um, pretty good on Fuji Television. They apparently there it was ten. Per, they measure ratings and percentages in Japan, and apparently the highest peak was during the Tenshin Nasakawa match, um, where ten percent of the country was watching it on, live on television. Yeah, so. I got to cut in there, too. Bringing, um, I also noticed they also raised the uh, the price of the uh, the pay-per-view as well. And honestly, to yeah. tell you the truth, I had no problem paying the extra $10. Like, yeah. yeah. I have absolutely no problem giving this company $40 for a pay-per-view. That's the thing. And I'll well, tell you they that don't right have now. <laughs> like, it's... There's no shows every month. So, yeah. uh, you know. And you it's... really do get what you pay for. Yeah. Yes. So for this show, it's forty dollars uh, worth, <laughs> which was the part of the Grand Prix 2017 opening round part two, um, they are doing a ba- males bantamweight tournament and a women's super atomweight tournament. Uh, bantamweight at 135 pounds and super atomweight at around 115 pounds. Right. Uh, for the women. And uh, they're going to be, they just had part one of well, some of the openings of the male Bantamweight uh, earlier uh, this year. Um, and they're going to be finishing up tournament in December for some New Year's Eve shows. Um, this show was um, in Fukuoka uh, at the Fukuoka Convention Center, October 15th. And I think. Definitely their like smallest the, the, arena so far, it seemed. That's what it looked like. It's one of their smallest arenas, yeah. Compared, Saitama holds about 15,000, maybe more. This whole, held about 8,000 people. Yeah. And I, they did say it's sold out on commentary. Um, Not doubting it. Um, if, it's, if it wasn't sold out, it came pretty close to being sold out, it yeah. looked like. Um, speaking of commentary, uh, well... I guess we, I guess I should ask you, what do you think of the show overall? I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I mean, my only issue was, I mean, I'll come forward. Um, the idea of having 
you know, 16 matches one night. It's a bit straining for us over here in the States, especially if you're on the East Coast, considering oh, yes. the fight's coming on at, like, 1 a.m., you know. there's If you start cracking open beers at that time, there's no chance of you even getting to the last bell. Yes, it's, yeah. It was so straining. I fell asleep, like... You I, fell asleep numerous times. I know. I couldn't help it. No, it's, no. That's all. <laughs> That's one of the uh, struggles, though, of watching anything. If you're watching New Japan, All Japan, DDT, Japanese MMA, we're, we East Coast people are going to get screwed over just yeah. time-wise. Well, I mean, you know, um, I remember the uh, the first Ryzen, you know, they had it on Spike, but they only had, like, a few fights. Um, yeah. Hopefully, eventually, they'll probably, like, land something like that again. Um, that, that would be good, yeah. You know, uh but oh God, I I I'm not gonna say I'm tapping out as for like staying up, mm-hmm. um, but I can't guarantee my full attention well, <laughs> sitting from yeah. one a.m. all the way up to like I don't know ten a.m. over here well, probably yeah, was I know. bet. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, even I, you know, I got through almost uh, uh like almost eighty percent of the card before. Uh, it was I think it was about seven a.m. where I just. I couldn't <laughs> muster the energy. Yeah. And also, by the way, this show—I don't know if you—I uh, wa- rewatched on the Fight TV app. The total the total runtime was over seven hours. That's insane. Yeah, when you look at UFC too, they like, they have at max like eleven, twelve fights. This is sixteen yeah. fights. And um, over and also, um, they had two intermissions on this show. Yeah, and that's another thing. That's another thing that was getting to me. I was like, "Why are you doing this to us?" Like, um, I know that just get on with it. There's one intermission usually, and that's fine. But two inter—they have one yeah. right before the. Um, I'm even against the whole one intermission thing. To tell you nah, the truth, listen, they gotta sell go T-shirts and sell right stuff, you know. So that's you know that's I never gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, me as a viewer from home, it would be just great if we just have no intermission. Uh, yeah, well, you know, this they're not making the show for us, unfortunately. I know. I know. Oh, hey, you know, it's whatever. I mean, if anything... Maybe if they ever come, maybe if they ever do a Pride and come to Mohican Sun or something. Hey, maybe, you or, know, um, uh, Pride came, uh, the, 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 where did Pride come? Didn't they come to, uh... Yeah, New Jersey, yeah, I think it was, uh, or... No, it was either Mohegan Sun or Lang City. I can't yeah. remember exactly. Yeah, so. and I, they did show the show in Vegas also. Mm. I'm telling you right uh, now, if that ever happens. But I'm I feel like I'm I willing feel like to Ryzen, spend. I'm willing to spend like two grand on a ticket. I feel like Ryzen though, um, since there's still somewhat a young promotion, they would probably do something in California or the West Coast before they ever come to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, I mean, that probably won't be for a good while, but, hey, that's worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I thought this show was pretty good. Um, again, my, my main issues, though, was, you know, seven hours and all, 16-fight card, you know. Yeah. I do think they could have, I well, when we go through the uh, the rundown, um, we would... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, let's, start let's start off with that. Uh, so, the first fight we had, that was... Yo, she man, Yo, I can't say that word. Yoshihisa that Morimoto 
Okay. Uh, defeated Ryota Rensai Jim by TKO punches. <laughs> um, round three, uh, seven minutes, 57 seconds. Um, now, before they started the MMA matches, um, they had three kickboxing kickboxing matches. And this was the opening one. Um, this is one of the issues I actually had with the show. I thought it, I thought it was interesting. Maybe have one kickboxing match. I think because there was so much on this card already, they could have just cut out two of the uh, kickboxing matches, or maybe have them like during yeah. kind of like dark matches. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Absolutely, it definitely would have saved some more time. It's, I not mean, that they were, they, it's not that they were bad matches. It's no, just, no. You know, it was just a lot. It's kind of like it, it was when people when people went when when Mayweather and McGregor happened. There were people suggesting that they have like MMA matches as well, and yeah, that's I don't a think bit that would have worked. <laughs> that's a way. Uh, I'm just saying boxing fans would get mad and MMA fans yeah. would be all like, yeah, it, it definitely would not work on that part. <laughs> but uh, this uh, this match was um, overall pretty good because uh, the guy who, first, the guy who was winning, uh, Ryota Rensai Jim, he was about, he's about 5'11", very tall, and uh, fighting 127 pounds. He was winning the first, uh, the uh, first round, then... You know, he just got he just got outclassed in the second and third round, and he got a uh, he got knocked out with a right hook. Mm. Um, okay, you want to move on to the yeah, next match? Yeah, uh, let's. Uh, th- after that, we have Yuki, uh, also by the name of Mister Rise, mm-hmm. versus Kuroji Darvish. Yes. Um. So uh, this was a. Uh, bo- kick another kickboxing match at 136 pounds. Um, they basically the first round was based this this oh, by the way the decision of this was a majority draw. Majority draw, yeah. And basically, my notes have the have basically yeah that's basically right that's basically how it is. Um, lots of leg kicks and uh, by both of them. Um, and, uh, really that's, that's all I have to say about it. It was, you know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't a bad match. It just, I don't feel like the, it was right to have this thing on a, already a, a long, on a, on a loaded card already. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, again, having the kickboxing matches, it, it's, uh, you know, it's nice to see, but um, we have like, a, I don't know, 16 fights to get ahead of ourselves. Oh, so. you know, you know, like if they were worried that they were that that, that fans would not um, would not get their money's worth, um, they could have cut out three, all the kickboxing matches and the grappling match. And I still would have thought my money was well spent. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like what they did was they just. I'm not so sure the reason why the high, why they had kickboxing matches. It just, you know, I I think would it be better is to, ha- to save these matches for the December card. You know, have yeah, one or two on Another day. thing that was kind of like, 
I mean, I'm not going to say it probably took away attention from it being a kickboxing match. I mean, this was the majority of MMA, uh, an MMA-promoted uh, pay-per-view. But, I mean, I was going to say we also had uh, that very day. We had early, early in the morning over in uh, over here, uh, we had the uh, Glory Kickboxing with uh, Bigfoot and the other guy. Uh, I, I don't really follow kickboxing, so... I, I totally maybe. forgot. Yeah, there was that glory kickboxing um, match uh, card. Um, that was uh, Rico Verhoeven and uh, Silva, right? That's right. That's who it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I yeah, you know, wasn't a bad match. You know, you know, if if you love the techn- if you wa- if you are a kickboxer, it's definitely something you can watch and learn from. Um, it just. It was it was a loaded car already, and you know, felt like it could have had some some of it cut out. Right, right. Uh, and I guess uh, you want to go on to the next match. Let's go on to um. Let's go on to the first MMA fight. Uh, well, I just want to say uh the 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 the, the last uh, kickboxing match they had was uh Jin Jin Mandokuro defeated Issei Ishii uh, by unanimous decision, and basically this the entire crux of this match. Ishii, even though he was from Fukuoka, um, was uh, basically. This is interesting. I didn't know that. He was. Um, <clears throat> he was totally. Um, until the very third round, it was like he was had a lot of stage frights um, well, during like the match, and, and it felt like, like that he like was traitor. almost. I don't. Not afraid, but he was. He was just. He. he he should have committed more to um, his his offense, and he didn't start doing that until the third round. Right. But uh, yeah, let's go on to what's what's let's go to the uh, MMA stuff. Following that, we have our first uh, women's super atom weight Grand Prix. Uh, that would be Irene uh, Cabello Rivera. I think she was from Spain. I th- yeah, she That's was correct. a girl yeah. that was from Spain. Yeah, and she fought. Yeah. Uh, Miyu Yamamoto. I'm sorry. Yamamoto. Okay. Yamamoto. Um, Yamamoto. There we go. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Miyu Yamamoto, she's 43, she looks like she's 20, and she is maybe one of the most athletic women in the world. She's a championship wrestler from Japan. Oh, um, she, right, 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 this fight. Okay, I remember this one. Yes. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, she comes from a very, um, a, a, a well-regarded wrestling family um, part, um, that also has Kid Yamamoto and Arison Yamamoto. Um, she is uh, very well-known in Japan. By the way, I just do want to do correct myself. I think I said 112 pounds before. Uh, super Adam weight, that's 108 pounds, 49 kilograms, so I just want to correct myself. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she is a 1-2 in Ryzen. Um, she yeah. did win her last match at the car before. 1-3, um, actually. 1-3. 1-3. Uh, oh, yeah, excuse yeah. me. 1-3, yes. Um, uh, and she fought Irene Rivera, who is 6-4. Now, apart from the fact that I thought that Irene Rivera had the most beautiful eyes in all of MMA. But she still looked like um, a fucking badass bitch, I'll tell you. Oh yeah, she came um, out tattoos. <laughs> the problem, the, the uh, basically, Ron 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 gave to Miyu because 
Uh, Miyu was more aggressive. She got, uh, she did get a takedown, and she did, um, um, she seemed to be much more in, yeah, she was much more in control. Irene did try to go for submissions, and actually almost, she had uh, Miyu in a triangle uh, in the last few seconds of, of the uh, round. Um, but uh, I gave this, now Ryzen, oh, it should also be noted, Ryzen doesn't do the 10-8s, or the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the type of scoring that uh, UFC, the, uh, the, uh, that, the, that, the, that the commissions do in UFC. I'm not so sure exactly how they actually judge. Um, it's weird how they do it over there. I really try to figure it out myself. And he, that, that was funny. On Anthony Burchek, on um, uh, who was on the commentary, um, was trying to figure out like how the judges score, and it didn't even seem like he even knew. So I get it's this is something like I'm gonna have to pay attention to more more often than later. But it definitely does seem to be like a a um, uh, it's something that. I'm, we're, we're gonna have to figure out because there were some things that made sense um, that I could see the judges giving the winner of that round, but then others are like, "Wait, well, that doesn't make any sense." Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> okay, but uh, in the second round, um, Miyu um, got Irene to the ropes and was able to get, put some punches into her, and then they uh, went back to the center. Um, Had a bit of a titty slip. <laughs> well, well, I'll get. Oh, I'll get that. I'll get that. Um, Me, uh, Miu got a uh, single takedown, and then Irene put Miu in the rubber guard. And for those that don't know jujitsu, rubber guard um, is when you uh, have one leg above. On the, there's a leg on the. You're holding down the person um, with. You put your hands on your leg and push down them so that they basically can't posture up. And then she transitioned to a triangle, and then transitioned that to an arm bar. Um, it was standing arm bar, but then um, Miyu, uh, she, uh, she then uh, it, Miyu. I don't know if she fell down or she was tr- trying to posh, trying to get out of it. But um, it was a a um, a sitting arm bar, which Miyu tried to escape, but Irene corkscrewed and followed Miyu. Around so basically, me at wherever Miyu went, um, Irene went, and she tried to escape, and unfortunately um, that uh, that armbar was in very very tight, and uh, Miyu tapped, uh, and yes, um, and um, I, this is where um, as you said, um, yeah, where she see. had the um, wardrobe, Miyu Yamamoto had the wardrobe malfunction. That's the thing I was like trying to figure out. Did she tap because of that, or was it like really? I mean, because that did actually really look like a pretty vicious armbar to watching. But I mean, I don't know. Seeing uh, <laughs> seeing a little bit of a titty slip. I mean, I wouldn't blame her if she taps for that. I mean, mm-hmm. but um, but uh, well, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, Miyu Yamamoto got eliminated. And uh, Irene Rivera moves on to the to the next round. You think this is gonna be it for me though? Because I'm just saying, like one of three. I mean, she'll. It's the see the thing is, and and, and Anthony Burchek said this on commentary. She is she is incredibly athletic. The the problem is is that is it age? She ha- I mean, she's been. 
I believe all of her uh, all of her losses come submission. And the issue is is that if she go against people who have high submission skills, like uh, like uh, Reina did, um, her first opponent, and um, uh, uh, Irene Rivera, the problem is is that as a wrestler, she's gonna do takedowns, and that's gonna weave her open to yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that being a factor to it. Absolutely. So I, I'll, she, I think she can still. She's still. She's got talent. She absolutely can win, and she is incredibly athletic. She just needs to work on submission defense, and that's what I. She can focus on that. I think she can do re- really, really well as an MMA fighter. I don't buy the age thing. She's in, she does not seem to seem to gas out or get tired at all. Um, so I think that um, I I think that she I, I don't think she I don't think she should quit. I really don't think so. Okay. Uh, you well, think she should quit? Um, as for quitting, um, maybe get one more fight. But I mean, honestly, after that, uh, I'll just say it. it's a. Pr- one of three right now, it's, um, it's not looking good. Especially yeah. when you're, I don't know, how old is she? She has to be about, like, 40 She's 43. Right? She's 43, right? Yes. I don't know. I just find it really, I mean, me, honestly, if I was a fighter, because who does this? Uh, Michelle Waterson. Every fight she has, she she brings her kids and all that stuff. Yeah. I just always think to myself, like, is that really, like, the best thing you want your kids... It's like freaking bringing your kid. Like, if you're a comedian and you bring your kids to one of your stand-up comic shows, like, you bring it, you bring your freaking kid to the comedy cellar. Yeah, like you're doing your typical act about titty, dick-sucking vagina. <laughs> I mean, you really want your kids to, to hear you do that? I mean, I don't want my kids to freaking see me get knocked out either, so... But I think she, that's probably also a motivation, you know. It's also a motivation for her that, that she does that. Um, I guess that could be motivation, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like um, Katsugano. She needs to get beat up to actually, like, to, to, to uh, pick herself up in the next rounds. Katsugano. Uh, no, let's not get into that, though. Let's, that'll be for another day. She was just nothing but a dream. <laughs> Okay, well, moving on, we have uh, Kana Asakura versus, I think I can land this, Sylvia Juskowicz. Sylvia Juskowicz. I, I think that's probably it. Okay, I came close. I did all right. Um, <laughs> these Polish fighters have a tendency oh, to uh, have... Very difficult What's name. That one? Yeah, Reyna fought. I, I think it was it wasn't their last fight, but it was the right fight before that. It was like some Polish chick. I couldn't freaking say yes. her name. And also, you know, Joanna Champion. Joanna Champion, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this round, this uh, went to Nunez decision. Um, uh, Kana. Uh, round one basically was... Um, uh, see, what, uh, see what was doing this thing where she was leaning in early and it I don't know why she was doing that. Um, it opened her up to um, getting pretty much punched. Um, um, let's see. Kana basically used her wrestling to uh, to uh, to take down uh, Siwa. 
Um, and uh, Siwa uh, didn't really have a lot to uh, answer with um, in round one. Um, she did uh, when she took her down. Uh, Siwa tried to escape, um, um, but uh, basically uh, it, it ended with um, uh, kind of giving some ground and pound to uh, Siwa. Um, round two, um, she w uh, went for another takedown, and Siwa actually blocked it, and then uh, went for another takedown, and then got into Siwa's guard, uh, kind of postured up, tried to break guard, kind of did some hammer fist punches. Um, she couldn't get out of the guard, but uh, she was landing punches. Um, so, oh, by the way, I gave round one to Kana, and round two to Kana as well. Um, and, um, end up in decision, round, yeah. Round three, um, she took her down, Kana took down Siwa again. Um, she tried to mount her and, and do a head and arm choke, but, uh, Siwa got back to her feet. Uh, Kana went for another takedown, but it was blocked. Uh, and then Kana took her back while she's against the ropes. Um, took her down to the ground and had her underhooks. And, um, Try to get another choke in, but Siwa managed to block it. Um, she then got both hooks and flattened, um, uh, flattened Siwa and uh, went for punches uh, while trying to get a rear naked choke. Um, uh, I gave that round to Kana as well. Judges picked Kana, and then she uh, cut a promo saying that she thought her opponent was tough and was looking forward to her next opponent. Okay, uh, next fight we had, uh, this was an open weight, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, this, I'm getting ahead of myself, the next fight we actually had, this was Maria Oliveira versus, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa, sorry, Alyssa Garcia, uh, I believe, I think this was, um, this was Josh Barnett's, uh, training, yes. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Like, I never thought, uh, to tell you the truth, like, I'm not too much into, uh, I mean, I the most I've ever trained in was boxing. Uh, catch wrestling, like, to see it even be an appeal to, like, women itself, which I, I kind of find interesting. Um, yeah, the problem, here's the problem. It seems though. like it's growing and growing, honestly, to tell you yeah. the truth. That's Catch wrestling is great, and Josh Barnett is obviously the best at it. The issue is that Alyssa Garcia, unfortunately, did not listen to Josh Barnett while the fight was going on, mm. and using that and utilizing that catch wrestling um, um, skills. I was actually at the show where she where she made her debut. Alyssa Garcia, she beat Kana Asakura by decision, and she absolutely used all the catch wrestling. That uh, Josh Barnett was was advising her to do during the match, um, and well, actually, it's funny she during like, this match. Oh, fuck that! That's my turn. <laughs> Basically, this uh, th this match, uh, the audience was so quiet. And... I feel like that kind of like played a part into me, like kind of passing out too. Because <laughs> oh, like they were so pretty, uninvested but... into the fight, and the fights like. Yeah, uh, but you know, the, here's the thing. The funny thing is, you could hear Josh Barnett yelling uh, at Alyssa. I noticed a all couple of fights directions. like that. Yeah, and 
she just wasn't doing them. I don't know if she was zoned out, you know, sometimes you like you get zoned out when you're in the moment or she just was trying to do just deliberately ignore him. I honestly don't know. Um, but, um, also Maria Oliveira, apart from the fact that they said she was a weeaboo, mm-hmm. she, they didn't use that word, but that's what they implied on, on commentary. They said that she was a partner, a training partner of Jessica Andrade. That's right. Okay, so in round one, um, uh, was basically dominated by Oliveira. Um, Alyssa went with a, with a high left kick, um, and, uh, got a nice jab, uh, in as well. Um, she got a takedown, and Maria, um, held on, uh, was able to get a few knees in, and then again, she tried for another takedown against the rope, but they wound up clinching, um... Marie was uh, focusing on standing up with punches and the leg kicks. And um, Marie got uh, Alyssa to the ropes and got another knee in. Um, Oliver was incredibly aggressive and got Alyssa into a corner. And then there was an accidental eye poke. Um, referee uh, stopped it for a few, for, stopped it. But then they continued. O- um, Olivera went for some punches and started really attacking Alyssa before the bell won. Bell rang. I gave round one to um, Maria Oliveira. Round two, Oliveira went for a kick on Alyssa on the left leg. Uh, this caused her to change her stance, which leads me to believe that she probably got injured or something like that. Perhaps. I don't know. Um, Oliveira went with a kick, and Alyssa tried to, another takedown, but didn't get her down, but got a nice, got a knee in the face for trying to uh, go for a takedown. Um, she tried going for another takedown, and I got blocked. Um, Alyssa was changing stances a lot, um, but, um, she was changing stances and she was going, trying to go for takedowns, but all the time, Olivera had them blocked and would, um, would attack when, uh, she would, she would, uh, block them. Um, she tried to double against the ropes, but, uh, Olivia held the, held an underhook, um, and she even tried to pick her up, but it was blocked by Olivera, and I think by this point, um... She was probably exhausted trying to get all the takedowns, so that's why she couldn't uh, couldn't go for a take a stand that type of takedown. Um, uh, Olivia, uh, she basically ended the round with um, uh, Olivera attacked Alyssa in a corner, doing punches and knees and clinch knees uh, to end the round. Now the third round, um, third round was very interesting. Um, Olivera continued with the leg kicks to Alyssa. She tried another takedown. But uh, Oliveira easily pushed her away. Um, Alyssa, Alyssa Garcia tried a single, uh, then hold, uh, but but then uh, got pulled into half mount. Um, uh, Olivia Olivia got pulled into half mount and she easily got out. Now this is interesting. Garcia then starts doing all these submissions. Uh, she uh, she tried to leg lock Oliveira, but Oliveira easily got out of it. And then she got a lace lock on Garcia, who then rolled and then tried the knee bar, Oliveira. And actually almost had it, but she just didn't have the right, it wasn't the right angle to have it. Uh, but then Gar- Garcia got, got, got on her back and managed to try to triangle her and then trans- transition to an arm bar. But these were all blocked by Oliveira. It, this third round was actually really, really good. And when she had this arm bar in, she was actually, oh, Garcia was screaming, screaming 
as she was trying to like clinch it in and 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 adjust her hips to try to get her attack. But unfortunately, the third round, the the maybe the last three minutes was incredibly exciting. I would say, and I definitely have to you know commend Garcia for her effort. But unfortunately, I gave it to Oliveira, um, and uh, the judges agreed. Um, went to um, Oliveira, and uh, she moves on as well. All right, next fight we have is Rock Martinez versus the returning uh, Jerome Le Banner. Yep, for those who are unfamiliar with Jerome Le Banner, he was one of the top kickboxers in all the world during K1's Pride. Um, he fought Mark Hunt, Sammy Schultz, Ray Sifo. Huge guy, one of the powerful one-punch knockout guy. This was his, um, I don't think it was, he, he was still, he had a match a few years ago, but this, I don't know if that was a kickboxing match. Let me double check on, uh, on that. Yeah, he fought a dynamite actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, ago. that was in 2015, but his last yeah, MMA match. Well, this one was in 2010, so that's seven years. Right. Seven years. So. Wow. Um, this was an open weight. Um, but he's actually, been active. Uh, I was reading. Uh, I was unaware of this. He was actually in um, uh, uh Inoki, uh, IGF. Inoki Bamaye. Yeah. Yes. He actually has a pro, he's a pro wrestler as well apparently. That's interesting. Which I didn't know. Um, but uh, let's see. JLB uh, Lebanner was two hundred fifty pounds. That uh, Rock Martinez was at two hundred and sixty two. Um, so this was a very short fight, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, Martinez got such back a big hype for him too uh, by Lebanner, then got out. Um, he went for a hard left body kick. JLB went for a kick. But but Rock went for a double leg takedown and then got JL, JLB got into half guard and then Rock got out of the half guard and then got a scarf hole choke. Um, for those that are not familiar, it's very hard for me to describe it. I suggest you watch the the grappling match between Josh Barnett and Dean Lister because um, that's how Josh Barnett tapped him out. That's the only other time I can think of of a uh, scarf hole choke being like I don't know I can't remember if it's ever been used in it as a as a submission MMA match as far as I can remember, but this this fight was about was how long was this fight? Uh, this fight was like a max like two minutes. Two minutes and ten seconds. Two I see. Two minutes and ten seconds. Two minutes and ten seconds. Jerome Banner got got submitted by. Rock Martinez. Um, Rock Martinez is... Such a big hype behind him coming back, too. Yes. He, this is like... He announced his return... When was this? At the show I was at. Jerome was... at the uh, at the Rising show last year. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is almost even coming on a year ago, correct? Almost a year, was... yeah. It's almost a year, yeah. This was New Year's Eve, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, uh... You know, I don't know if Jerome Banner will ever will fight again. Uh, but I'd be interested in seeing Rock Martinez. Yeah, never say never. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh yeah, especially in Ryzen. But I, I think you know, say, I'm Ryzen how, especially. I, I'm curious to know about Rock Martinez. You know, curious to see you know where he goes um, as an MMA fighter. Big boy too. Oh, <laughs> oh, very big boy. Him versus Baruto. Imagine that. Oh boy. <laughs> National Geographic stuff. All right. Uh, next fight we have South Africa Zone, uh, Manel Cafe versus Ursin Yamamoto. Um, I'm gonna be that guy, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> um, correct you. Uh, it's apparently the way they pronounce it is Manuel Cape. Oh, wow. What did I say? I said Man, Man, Manel Cafe. Cap. Oh wow, Jesus! Ma- and this was Manuel another. This was the Cape. Okay. <laughs> this was the first match in the uh, men's bantamweight tournament, one to thirty-five pounds. Um, now apparently at the weigh-ins, um, apparently yeah, this Manuel had... guy is a piece of shit. Was that sorry? <laughs> this Manuel guy is, seems like a piece of shit. Okay, but here's the thing: <laughs> he's the guy who's being most talked about um, out of everybody in the tournament right now. In the mill, in the mill section, um, he got he got into a scuffle with Arison Yamamoto, who's also a member of the, uh, as I said before, a member of the Yamamoto wrestling family. Um, and while while he was in the ring, when they you know they tell the fighters to come to the ring, they explain the rules, no elbows and all that stuff. He was talking shit to Arison. He was saying, uh, he was he, he's like he Ryzen's said, Kevin Lee, basically. <laughs> Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he told, he said that your mom, something along the lines of your mama's gonna lose, your mama that's, lost. Yeah, and now that's exactly lose. what it was like. It's funny um, you say that. It's... And then he kissed him on the cheek. Yeah. Uh, and then when they also when they intro, when they did the introductions, he gave he gave him the finger. This <laughs> guy um, something else. <laughs> he is Manuel Cape is definitely the heel of the tournament. So, I remember and, even after yeah, even after the fight too, he runs up into the oh, crowd. Yeah. So this was also a very short fight. Which is kind of awkward too, because like you know, like Japanese crowds and all that stuff. I mean, you especially yeah. them being um, like all this, quiet and respectful, like oh hey hey oh yes <laughs> oh yes. Um, so um, first round, uh, it, this ended in the first round with a uh, leg kick and punches. Um, Cape uh, hit first with um, with a leg kick. And during the fight, he's just talking shit to Arison. He's just totally egging him on. Um, Arison tried to go, went for a knee, and uh, uh, Manuel Cape got a uh, got a left head kick and went through her punches before the referee stopped the match. There was some controversy. Some people thought this was an early stoppage. Um, I I don't know if I can agree with that because when he went down. He went down, and when the referee went to stop it before he got punched, he was definitely loopy, very loopy. So I don't know what your thoughts about it. If you thought this was an early stoppage, um, yeah, I could definitely see what you're saying. I mean, it definitely came off that way. Um, it was a pretty vicious head kick, though. I mean, he gave him. No, that's the thing. And like when he went down, like he didn't. When the referee stopped it, you could he didn't get up at all. Right. Now, you can always say, you know, give the guy some, see, you know, what happened. I mean, he technically didn't fall. He just fell in the corner. So he didn't necessarily, like, fall down on the ring, like, head first. But 
I'm not. I can see both sides to tell you the truth. And yes, uh, like you said, uh, he went in the he went in the alliance after. Um, he did a um, who's that? Who's that MMA fighter? The UFC fighter who does that all the time whenever he won. That runs into the crowd. Yeah, there's one fighter who I would mean, always I can do that. Tell you, you know, Tito Ortiz uh, did it before. Oh yes, um, but um, you know who Manuel who they uh who Manuel Cape will be fighting uh. In uh, the December show. Well, I was gonna say they definitely have to have him back for sure. Oh no! Well, well, you uh, you know who Cape who they booked Cape to uh, fight in the tournament in the next round in the next round in December. Who is it? Former UFC bantamweight uh, title contender Uncle Creepy Ian McCall. Oh wow! Yeah, I was hearing like honestly to tell you the truth, he was expected to be like. It, he, when was the last time he fought in UFC? Um, here, I, have well, right I think here. it was before Ryzen right was a promotion. 2015. Wait, <laughs> January 30. Yeah, January 30. So this is literally going to be like two years. All I can say is I, you know, I hope I'm it works sorry. out for him. It's going to be three years. It's going to be. Uh, is this the New Year's Eve show or is this the? Uh, yeah, the New Year's one of the New Year's Eve shows. Yes. Well, I mean, literally, he's coming yeah. off of. This is literally gonna be three years. <laughs> yeah, I hope that uh, I hope he's good, and I hope nothing comes up that like interrupts the match or anything. You know, we'll because see. uh, he's had unfortunate bad luck. That's with the thing all... with him. Honestly, I'm nervous about it. <laughs> well, we'll just keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, um, we'll see. Want to go into the next match? Absolutely. Uh, that will be Kevin Petchy versus Jehun Moon. So yeah, Kevin Petchy's from uh, France. He was the tallest guy in the tournament, five foot ten. Um, and Jay Hoon Moon from Korea. Uh, this match was okay. It's it, it was a very ten. I I almost feel like that like nothing really there was stuck nothing out. significant that happened. Neither guy looked like I never I didn't think that either guy looked like looked special. I saw guys who knew basic stuff and who were able to get I mean they even the, the match went even was um was a split a split uh, decision. Um so you know I had round 1 for uh, Pecci, round 2 for Moon and then gave the third round to Pecci, um which is what the judges gave it. Um and as a result I gave the winner to Pecci, but uh some said that uh Moon uh, got it, um, but um, you know, let's go on to this. this is definitely yeah, wasn't that most memorable. So I think we go on to the next one. Yeah, uh, next one. This was Shintaro Ishiwatare versus Ahmed Musakev. Uh, Ahmed Musakayev, an undefeated sambo fighter. Wow. Okay. Um, he was. This guy was incredibly short, but I could tell was incredibly strong. Now, Shintaro Ishiwatari is the current pancreas champion um, at Bantamweight. So, um, you know this guy's legit. Um, and you know what's funny is that in the first round, Musakaya totally outclassed Ishiwatari. Um, it was like... It was actually kind of incredible that like Ishii would like. You would think that that if you if you just saw the first round, you would think that 
that Musakayev was a much better fighter. Um, but um, this round this ended in a um, in a decision. Um, I gave the uh, I gave uh, the first round to Musakayev and the next two rounds to Sh- uh, Shintaro. Apparently, the judges gave it a unanimous decision to Shintaro. I don't understand that because um, what Musakayev clearly dominated Shintaro. Uh, in the first round, um, with takedowns, uh, punches, and aggressive, um, and just aggression. So I don't That's understand how that was, how, how they came to that. Yeah. Um, he also said, okay, so this is actually probably the most interesting thing. He apparently said, um, that Ryzen has fake fighters. Wow. <laughs> um, I think what he was, I think the translation basically was more like, he was saying that the fighters of Pancreas, which he's the cha- uh, champion of, have the better fighters. But um, apparently, um, apparently not too uh, fake since he did get dominated in the first round. But um, now this next match though is really is really feet. something else. I think we should definitely talk about this one, the okay. next one. Okay, the next one that would be uh, Gabriel Oliveira versus Tatsuya Kawajiri. Yes. Uh, for those that do not know, Tetsuya Kawajiri is a former UFC fighter, um, and uh, was, he. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say he wasn't bad in UFC. It just wasn't. There is there's this tendency, unfortunately, that a lot of Japanese fighters have in UFC, where they just don't succeed. Um, I well, don't know why. To cut in, like, here's the thing, um, basically the way how I see it is, like, like, all these, like, some fighters, like, they have, like, they go on this winning streak, but then when they come across, like, that one name, like, say, even if it's, like, somebody little, like, uh, like, example, like, I think he has a loss, uh, yeah, he lost against, uh, Clay Guida. Kawajiri? Yeah. And, I mean, prior to that, he was on a pretty big winning streak before that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, then he goes off and has losses against Bermudez, Cub Swanson, you know. Yeah, well, also, the, they the can other, always have, like, that... a good winning streak, but then once they come across that, like, one name, it's like, you know. Yeah, it means nothing. well, you, you know, uh, it's... One thing about and that they don't do as much as they did as they do here is weight cutting in Japan. When he was a, he was when he fought a lightweight and uh, I believe as well possibly featherweight um, in Japan. But I definitely know he was lightweight. So he was basically fighting at around what he w- normally weighed. But when you come, you know, weight cutting is a, is a thing in American and Western MMA. You know, the guys uh, try to cut down as much weight to get to the lower weight class and then rehydrate to be bigger, you know. Um, that's an entire controversy that's not worth getting to his, into this. But it's just an interesting thing, you know, seeing how this guy was one of the, was one of the uh, pioneers of Japanese, of, of lightweight Japanese MMA in his time. Uh, and I think he even fought in Pride, um, a few shows in Pride. Uh, but, uh, along, you know, it's funny because, like, people like him, Gomi... Um, Okami, when these guys come to UFC, they just aren't successful 
as they were as they are in Japan. Honestly, probably the most successful was uh, Kyochi Horiguchi, who left after who he had only one loss in UFC. And that was yep. against Demetrius Johnson. Yep. Um, in that uh, five-way match. But uh, sooner or later, he might even be the face of this company. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, this match, unfortunately, um, um, basically, um, well, first, it's it's lasted one round. Kawajiri was knocked out by uh, Gabriel Oliveira, who is from Brazil. Um, it was with a knee and some punches. Um, he uh, he tried. It, it looked like he tried to go for a takedown. But the, he got the knee in, and then um, he just delivered some ground and pound. And, um, yeah, he just – the referee stopped it. Um, he looked good in the, in the first few minutes, but, yeah, unfortunately, I don't want to say Kyle Giri should have to call quits, but he might just be at that point. Uh, I was also there when he lost to Crone Gracie um, by submission. This might – I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else he has to offer. Maybe go at a different weight class or something. Um, what do you think? Um, hey, I mean that that does happen. You know, um, we have that issue over here. So, you know, you take a look at like guys we have over here, like uh, Johnny Hendricks. <laughs> he's yeah. been. Oh yeah. He's yeah. like the poster boy of weight struggling. So, you know, it it's just it plays a part as you get older and you know maybe he can maybe experiment a little maybe go up a class you know definitely not down a class because if he's struggling uh at the weight class he's at right now i mean clearly he would do worse going down so yeah maybe i mean that's his best bet to tell you the truth uh, by the way, I just once I think I said, may have accidentally said round one knockout. It was a round round two knockout. I gave the first round to um, uh, to Kawajiri, um, and it was definitely the biggest upset of the night. Um, you want to go on to the next match? Yes. Uh, next f- match, I have my girl uh, King Reina versus Crystal Stokes. Now, uh, before we get into the, uh, before I give you the mic. This fight, I have to say, um, this was def of all the King Reina fights I've watched so far. This definitely had to have been probably one of like her closest ones, if you ask yeah. me. Uh, Crystal Stokes, she I gotta give it to her. She really, she gave she gave Chris, uh, King Reina a run for her money. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, what what uh, do you think? Um. Well, yeah, the only other person who uh, may you know was when she fought Lady Tapa, and they were just remember they just had they were just uh, right. swinging and banging each other, you know. That was a great fight too. But in this one, um, I don't know if it's because King Reina didn't take her seriously. Uh, by the way, I just want to let anybody know if you want to see one of the best personalities in all of MMA, <laughs> you have to see King Reina. She comes out in a, definitely she the best is gimmick. A female, um, and her and she goes by King. She is uh, she walks out usually with teddy bear and sometimes is sucking a lollipop. Um, but she's got the most lackadaisical. She you know who she reminds me of Tetsuya Naito. I can see that. Yeah, I mean you know, with the whole, eyeball and all that stuff. Yeah, just like that uh, that 
that like I don't care, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of like here, you know. Very bright personality. Very yeah, bright. Yes. She and she uh she's always she has a very colorful personality. She definitely can be um I I'm going to get my thoughts on where they're going to go with her uh, after this. So um How old Christmas, is she? Do you, do you know by any chance? Um how old is King Reyna? I think she's in her twenties. I don't know off the hand, but I believe she's in her twenties. Uh, last time I remember, I could have swore her the first fight I watched her, and she probably was like, well, she looked like she was like nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, let's see, uh, Crystal Stokes uh, she, uh, was is a former bodybuilder and winner of strong women competitions, and apparently played for a women professional league. That was what they gave in the little. Uh, Highlights. Whenever they, the fires come out, they like UFC. They always give highlights of, of the fires' accomplishments. Um, Crystal Stokes was is six feet, one hundred sixty pounds. Oh no, record. Reina, sorry about that. Oh no, record too. Yes, going oh, in. Yes, going oh, in. No? Yeah. Kate Reina is only five foot one and about one hundred fifty pounds. So that that size difference is like that's got to be that's an incredible size disparity, but um. Basically, um, round one, um, Reyna went for a takedown, um, uh, and Crystal got up and managed to get a knee that actually uh, rocked, uh, looked like uh, it rocked uh, Reyna, but she didn't capitalize. Reyna went for another takedown, uh, and then she managed to slowly take down Crystal and then got on the half guard. Reyna tried for an armbar, but uh, credit to Crystal Stokes, she managed to get her way out of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Reyna got a right hand. Fight, in. You know? And uh, she got a nice judo throw. Uh, Reyna has beautiful judo, um, like absolutely crisp judo. Um, and that she uh, managed to get hold side control. She tried to step another arm bar, but the bell saved Crystal, definitely, I would say. And I gave the first round to Reyna. Now, round two, this is where things um, things got a little changed up a bit. Um Two mixed up, and Reyna went for a spinning back fist. But was it's funny she would go for a spinning back fist. But since she shows she shows short, and she was be nowhere near. Yeah. Stokes. Um, Reyna went for a kick, but Crystal managed to grab her foot and tripped her. That's how strong Crystal Stokes is. She just managed to just to just trip her with one with just her foot. Um, Crystal uh, went for a light kick. Um, and that's the thing. She was going for light kicks. And then Reyna went for another single um, uh, and tried to pull her down. Uh, but instead, Reyna went down, and Crystal got her into got into her half guard. And then Crystal managed to get the back mount and managed to get some really strong strikes in from the back mount to Reyna. Um, and also had her hooks in. Um, some referees probably would have stopped this, actually, because she was... I would say she was almost she she was these were unanswered strikes, um, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I gave that around the Crystal Stokes, you know, yeah. someone who doesn't have any who real I, fighting experience, like long time fighting. I experience. hope to see her again. I really yeah, hope. Yeah. I really hope so for somebody uh, having their debut fight. And to tell you the truth, I mean King Reyna. I mean she'd been really building a name in Ryzen, so you'd yeah. figure she'd be fighting like somebody a little more experienced, but. Uh, yeah, they throw Crystal Stokes, and maybe that that it was maybe like I'm guessing maybe like they were expecting this to be like a squash match, basically. Yeah. But no. Well, I'll this, uh, so Crystal Stokes. Round, I just want to quickly explain. Third round, unfortunately, um, basically Reina kept uh, 
she kicked, she got a hard left kick in, and, you know, normally when you're in a fight, you try not to show, you try to have a poker face. And uh, Stokes clearly did not have the best poker face. And there was a big bruise. And if actually if you go to her Twitter, you can see her her thigh is just purple and brown. It's absolutely disgusting. But uh, basically, Reyna got a takedown and um, uh, was basically on the offense for this. Got She got combo and was able to hurt, hurt Stokes. Um, and uh, basically, she, control, she basically dominated third round. I gave it to Reyna. I gave it to uh, Reyna. Um, but, uh, judges again gave it to unanimous decision, uh, Reyna. So they didn't even give Crystal Stokes that second round, which I don't understand. Um, now also during, uh, Reyna always does a promo after her matches. Um, she apologized for the match. She didn't, because she didn't, um, she also introduced some band that she had do her intro called Drop Doll. Um... <laughs> And plugged them on YouTube, and she said she wants a better fight for uh, the New Year's Eve show. I'll and I think what they're gonna do is for New Year's Eve, I think they're gonna do King Reyna versus Gabby Garcia. I was just about to say that. Yeah, that's, I think that would honestly that 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 would definitely sell a pay per view. <laughs> oh, I that would be if you ask me right now. It, it, to tell you the honest truth, it's, anybody can say well they will. The face of Ryzen right now, in my opinion, is Gabby Garcia. Oh well, she's definitely like their <laughs> most uh, like internationally their most well known female competitor. But you know, she has <laughs> such a presence. You know, and yeah. she doesn't even have to be a great fighter. I mean, it's she's just so fucking big. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's I feel I definitely feel like King Reyna is definitely versus her would definitely be an intriguing match because not only the size disparity but also I think it's fair to say that you know yeah Gabby Garcia knows jujitsu but I think overall the better MMA fighter is King Reyna. She has very good kickboxing and stand up and great judo. Um, So, but you know Gabby, you know have would have the obvious size advantage. And jujitsu advantage, but you know, as we can see, you know, King Reyna. I think King Reyna probably, you know, has good. You know, she has. You know, you see her arm bars. You know, they're they're great arm bars. You know, she definitely has great submission as well. But you know, Gabby Garcia is a world jujitsu champion. So, you know, it. I think it's an intriguing standpoint uh, fight from many, many, many. Uh, standpoints, and that's why I hope that they have it in the New Year's Eve show. I really do. But what do you think about like maybe if they have like uh, Reina Kubota like versus King Reina like? Uh, well, Reina Kubota is about 50, 40 pounds lighter than King Reina, so I don't think. And they all they 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 I mean, want rising. Her... They really don't give a shit, and I'm sure the fighters don't give a shit either. So oh, I'm sure, but you know they want to make uh, uh, Reina Kubota the other Reina. Um, the face of their uh, of that of the atom weight division, and um, you know, uh, there's a reason why she main evented. You know, yeah, because they obviously have, have faith. They she they they want to make her into um, the face of Japanese woman MMA, and uh, I don't think is they, right they, now. I gotta give it to her. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, uh, without uh, 
Uh, we want to go quickly into the next match. Yes. Uh, next fight we have is Akio Nishira. I'm sorry, I can't say that name. Akio- Nishiura. Say that one more time. Nishiura. Nishiura. Yes. Versus Andy Sauer. Okay. Yeah. This was a a a uh, a special rules match. Andy Sauer is um is a very uh, well-renowned kickboxer from uh, K1. Um, and um, uh, Akio uh, Nishiura was a UFC Japan semifinalist. But this was two rounds. First round was 10 minutes. Second round was five minutes. Um, That's the thing with Ryzen. Like, <laughs> I get this, all, was a special, uh, this was a special rules match. They do those sometimes. Um, but um, I thought, you know, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um it um basically one guy w- had very good kickboxing and that was Andy Sauer and uh, the other guy had uh was all submission uh, that was uh, Nishiura um and uh, basically you know what happened uh what during the first round was we, uh, Nishiura was uh controlling uh, Sauer the entire time and was um uh was going for submissions and uh. Uh, passes and uh, passes and uh, uh, and uh, that I gave the first round to to him and the second round was um, was basically um, sorry I'm just looking at my notes um, was basically uh, uh, sour delivering um, offense to um, to uh, to uh, 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 Nishiura. Um, and uh, the judges gave it to Nishiura. Um, I'm not so sure again how they judge on this. Um, uh, so um, yeah, I, I'm not much to say about that match. Uh, now the next match, uh, I think you should. Uh, yeah, the next let's match. Let's talk about this one. This was an interesting one. This is our only uh, grappling match. This was uh, Sakuraba and Shamrock. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll I'll say the whole name, Kazushi Sakuraba versus Ken Shamrock, Ken Sh- Frank Shamrock. I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> I'm sorry. They did the same thing on commentary. I know. They did the same. Thing. They did the same. Okay, so good. Uh, this fight. I mean, honestly, to tell you the truth, having um, this match sucked. You can you you can just yeah. But you want to know it. something? I'll tell you this right now. For two men in their mid forties, you know. Yeah, the match sucked, but here's a, as a as a guy. Stamina, I, they, I mean, to go a full ten minutes, you know, I, I would end up like tapping out and freaking. As somebody who does jujitsu, you know, I was intrigued by this because they are both great submission specialists. Oh, by by the way, I think we should also know let everybody know Dan Henderson. This is supposed to be Dan Henderson versus Sakuraba, right? And now that I think about it, I think I would have rather had that than this. Um, well, I mean, I was excited for that fight initially, um, to start with, uh, Dan Henderson and Sakuraba, but I mean, to tell you the truth, you gotta know something to tell you the truth, it's like, it's like bands, you know, as they get older, you know, you're like, eh, you know, it's good to but see here's them, the thing, here's but the thing. it's like, do I really think I'm gonna be too intrigued by it? Well, know. here's the thing, as a, I was intrigued because these are two submission specialists, but they didn't even go to the ground. They were just they they just they just pummeled each other and did 
they they just uh, like got underhooks. Um, I know that Frank Shamrock did try to go for some. Um, he had some some fun face locks, but other than that, there was nothing. Yeah, was nothing. Nothing that stuck out or anything. And I mean, here's the thing: they should they should be revamped in a way. They should either be longer, or they should give they should they should be done by points. I don't want to see a draw. I don't want to see a draw because that you know they they not basically they did nothing to earn a draw. You know, it, it, I I didn't when this match ended. I was like. They only the only reason why it was a draw is because nobody got submitted. You know, I don't want I don't want this to be the EBIs. You know, Eddie Bravo Invitationals where it's submission only and the matches can go on for like two hours. Right. But there's gotta be some sort of there has to be a judging criteria. You know, if it goes the the full the full ten minutes or something, or at least make it longer so that there's potential for there to, for for more risk involved. Yeah, that's something you definitely got to give me a rundown with as for uh, grappling uh, matches because uh, I'm all confused when it comes to rules sometimes. So, yeah, but, I mean, overall, it, this match, it wasn't intriguing. I mean... No, it was, intri- it was incredibly intriguing well, I mean, okay, from a stylistic yeah. point of view. Yes. But the problem is that n- n- neither one did anything. They just they just stood around and walked around the ring. Right, basically. right. Well, I guess we have no problem going on to the next fight then. Oh, no, no. This was great. This this fight, uh, definitely probably my favorite uh, Ryzen fighter right now. This is uh, Tenshin Nakasawa. Nasukawa. I'm sorry. Uh, He's my favorite fighter. I can't even say his name wrong. Tenshin Nasukawa versus Yamato Fujita. Yes, now... Nasukawa is becoming the greatest kick, uh, kickbox is is maybe one of the best kickboxers around at 125 pounds. Um, if if you just go to YouTube, you can see highlight videos of him just oh, yeah, knocking great. out people one by one. And now he's transitioned to MMA and is actually undefeated MMA fighter. And um, the, you know he's actually finished uh, matches by both knockout and submission. Which is very, and he's also only nineteen, as well. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely has a future ahead of him. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yamato Fujita um, is also is a well known Japanese kickboxer. Um, made this was supposed to be his MMA debut, and I'll be honest, I think they were trying to feed somebody, um, feed a uh, lesser a fighter of lesser stature to. Uh, uh, Nasukawa, do you think so? Yeah, I noticed this with, uh, Ryzen. They, uh... They well, that's a... how you build up people, yeah. It's the old WWE yeah, thing, Yeah, know? I mean, look, the thing is, it's a, uh... It's a gr- still a growing promotion, so they want to, like, basically build their names. I definitely yeah. understand that. Well, this is just like what I was talking about with, uh... King Reyna and Crystal Stokes. Like, Crystal Stokes going in there. Uh, you know, no record. Uh... Ended up actually doing a fantastic job, and uh, yeah. I just look at it from the outside, from a business standpoint, and tell you the truth, I would probably do the same thing. Um, you know, you want to build your names. Yeah. You want to make, you want to build star power to all your yeah. fighters. So, I mean, having a squash match here and there, I would definitely do the same thing. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and... 
you know, I kind of thought this would be a squash match as well, but no, it no. did not be anything. Great so fight, I'm just gonna, too. I, I, wanna, I do want to go through all three rounds. Um, yeah. Round one, uh, Fujita threw the first kick tension, um, and uh, uh, they uh, they got onto guard. Uh, by the way, also another thing that the refs do in uh, Ryzen is when um, there's no action, they will they will stand them up. And put them in the and put them in the middle, and there has you know I, that. I feel like I feel like in UFC or just like in just a lot of other promotions, they let people stay on the ground way too long. And Ryzen, if there's no action going on for maybe like ten or fifteen, I was not ten seconds, but fifteen, twenty, maybe thirty seconds, they immediately tell them to get to the middle. They restart it, and I like that. Um, let's see. Uh, Fujita got a hard body kick, and they got tangled in a quarter. Or with and uh. Uh, Fujita took uh, Nasakawa's back and had one hook in uh, for a twister. Uh, and then um, Tension was trying to reverse it into a Kimura, but uh, Tension, um, uh, Tension got on top and he escaped. And he did this beautiful flying stomp to uh, to uh, Fujita's face. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. Actually, um, he did I don't that think he got times, all of it, I though. Think. Uh, but it was nonetheless. It was a beautiful stomp. Oh wait, the, uh, the stomp. Yes, yes, that I remember. Yeah, yeah. but I could have swore he did like a few, uh, like uh, a few running knees though too. Am I right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did. He did. Right. Uh, Nasukawa got a hard left and then tried to capitalize, but Yamato kept uh, uh, tension away of his legs. Um, I get the first round of tension. Uh, Nasukawa. Round two. Um, they delivered a bunch of punches to each other. Um, and then Vegeta. Was very light on his feet. Uh, tension. Uh, Nasukawa was incredibly composed. Fujita got a nice right on tension, and then tension got a uh, a a underhook takedown on uh, Fujita. But Fujita managed to sweep tension into guard, um, into the tension's guard, and then um, tension underhooked Fujita's arms, and then tension just started uh, uh open. He opened Fujita. Uh, was uh, delivering punch. Uh, Fujita was delivering punches to uh, to um, Tension's uh, kidneys, and you could definitely tell that this was bothering Tension. Um, while uh, Fujita had had uh, Tension in his guard, um, it was very. It, these were brutal liver punches, liver kidney punches. I gave the second round to Yamoto, Yamoto Fujita, and the third round, um, uh, Fujita got three powerful punches in, and then they tied him to the ropes. They traded punches, and Yamato got. Uh, <clears throat> Wait, tried to work well, before, for a choke on. Before sorry? I, I'm sorry. I, uh, um, before you go into the third round, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. I gotta remember. Uh, I think it was this fight exactly. Wasn't like um, tension like coming close in like the second round, and like they like rang the bell like right on him, like while it was. Uh, I, I might have it wrong, actually. I don't know. I can't well, remember. Was he, uh, was he get? Was he? He was. He was. He was in the guard of, of Fujita. So right. he was. He was. He. Uh, he, he was getting kidney punch while while he was in the guard, and he couldn't stand up because he was getting punched. He couldn't get out of the guard. Okay. All right. So I'm definitely maybe thinking. Of a oh, that's fine. Thing. That's fine. Um, Third so, round. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Fujita. Oh, so Fujita was on the ground. And he accidentally up kicked tension the groin. This looked really painful. It looked uh, really that's painful. Right. I remember that as well. Uh, um, the uh, tension took some time um, to um, to uh, uh, rest up. 
then the the referee started from the original from that position, and then Fuji, uh, Fujita was on the ground. Intention was stand up, and Fujita missed. They yeah. both stood up. Uh, Fujita missed with a right. Tension got a left. Fujita got power to the ground again and again, and then again he up kicked Tension yep. the groin. Yep. Um. And uh, by the way, just to let you know, uh, Ryzen, they don't since there's not a a point system. They do the yellow card system like Pride. And what that basically means is if you get a yellow card, a penalty card, you lose part of your purse. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, so you lose money um, based on penalties. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but basically uh, what happened was that uh, Fujita managed to get full mount on tension, uh, who then rolled out. Basically, this round was very hard to judge because... They both, I thought, gave equal offense and were both incredibly aggressive. It was incredibly hard to judge, like, think of a, of a, of a clear winner. So I actually gave this round a draw. And so I gave, this, I gave this decision a split draw. But the judges gave it a unanimous decision to Tenshin Nasakawa, which I, that makes no sense. Mm. Yeah, that was I, that did, definitely did feel like a close fight, but I'm definitely sure. Well, I mean, well, actually, I don't know. Like I was gonna say, the uh, the groin kicks. I mean, that would probably play a part, though. I mean, I mean, that's possible that it did, but it, but since they don't judge on a point system, I don't my see how that thing. Can... So I'm like trying to think to myself, like how. I, mean, I don't see what 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 he did in the second. Yamoto dominated the second round. Right. He actually dominated the second round and. and Delivered very powerful punches to uh, to Nasukawa in the third round. They were both. I thought they were both equal. Right. Uh, so I don't see how this was. I don't see how this was a unanimous decision win. Uh, but uh, after the match, uh, tension on uh, Nasukawa cut a promo. He said it was he was nervous because it was his first fights out outside of Tokyo, um, which is actually true. All of his fights have been in Tokyo. All of his MMA matches that they've uh, done for Ryzen. All right, yeah. So that was the co-main. Probably, I would say that was probably fight of the night. Would you say that was fight of the night if we're doing a UFC thing? Um, yeah, I would definitely uh, say that was definitely fight of the night. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think that's I could definitely the, agree with you on that. I'd be happy also to hear you know like things uh, you know a argument from the Crystal Stokes King Reyna match as being fight of the night. Um, I think that, but the problem I don't know. is also that's that was kind of like, on that one. Look, Sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying it's that's a tough decision. I don't know. I think from a technical standpoint, though, seeing two people who um, were obviously great and who knew how to fight, I think the fight night definitely goes to Tenshin Nasakawa versus Yamato uh, Fujita Yamoto. Right, but for I mean, for two fights that you would think would be like a squash match or something like that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> gotta give it so, to uh, these quote unquote jobbers. <laughs> Yeah, but Tenshin uh, Nasukawa is definitely, I hope he definitely has something in the New Year's Eve show. I don't know against who. I think they definitely, I think one of the fights they want to lead up to, though, is a, um, I'm trying to think, um, I don't know if they would do Horiguchi, Kyochi Horiguchi versus him, because it looks like they want Horiguchi to be at Bantamweight. Hmm. So I don't know if he would, they would want him to go, Horiguchi to go back down the flyweight to fight Nasukawa. But I believe that they you have think, to like, give him maybe a fight. Maybe Nasukawa would maybe move up, or 
No, he'd be way too small if you just. I mean, he'd be way too small for that. And I think you know, if anything, you have to give a fight someone to fight for him to fight at his weight class. I'm just right. trying to think of who they could possibly do. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. No, either. <laughs> Uh, so you want to finish us up with the main yeah. event? Yeah, uh, last fight, uh, would be Reyna, um, the undefeated Reyna, versus Andy Nguyen. Uh, Andy Nguyen. Now, uh, um, Nguyen. something happened with this match, uh, that apparently has yeah. very ha- really happened in Ryzen matches, was, um, uh, Andy Nguyen missed weight. And so my understanding is that they still, they still had her in the tournament, um, I, and, my, and that when you miss weight in Ryzen, um, the way they do it is you. It looks like because there was another fighter who missed weight um, at a previous show, and he won the match. Apparently, if you miss weight for Ryzen, even if you if you're the guy who missed weight and you win, it is declared a no contest. Wow, really? I don't know. I don't know what financial um, punishments there are. You know how for like USC, you know, you got like if you do it uh, in in the United States, you know, you miss weight for USC, you give up some your, some of your purse. Exactly. Um, I don't. I would guess there would be have to be something like that as well. But the only thing I can I can definitely fit uh, we that it has been t- told is that uh, you is that the fight becomes a no contest, which would have made this interesting, um, just to let everybody know, um, uh, Reyna did defeat um, uh, Andy Nguyen by uh, TKO. Um, would have been interesting uh, had in the first round if Nguyen had won. Right. Because then would they have moved her on or would they have done a bye for the next round for the, whoever it was or just find some, another substitute? I really don't know how they would figure that out. <laughs> I mean, I was disappointed that Andy Nguyen missed weight. Uh, she is a good fighter. She had that match with Miyu Yamamoto That's where right. she uh, tapped her out. Uh, and she you could definitely tell she is a talented fighter. Um, it's just unfortunate. You know, Reyna is just... Reyna is... It, just Reyna, Reyna just is also, uh, to clarify. She, she's, we, a a little Reyna. Mo- she's a cute little freaking monster. Yeah, I just would like to, <laughs> I like to uh, clarify for the audience. There are two Reynas. There's a King Reyna. Right. And a Reyna, who goes just by R E N A in all capital letters. King Reyna is much heavier than Reyna. Um, uh, just, I just want to get that out of the way for anybody who's a little bit confused. Right. But um, Reyna is probably the best Japanese woman, uh, w- w- Japanese woman in MMA. I absolutely agree. Absolutely um, agree. She has an, uh, she has a great kickboxing record. Um, and she's four no MMA. She's she's finished all those fights, if I'm not mistaken. And for a fighter, uh, remember that um, she fought that um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, she oh yeah she um, oh I'm forgetting her name. Uh, but uh, she fought that one woman. Remember she had her in that really tight armbar, and she even managed to get out of that. Was that the uh, Polish girl? Yes, I believe it was. Uh. I remember what she looks like. I don't remember. Oh, I remember what she looks like. Um, give me a second. Oh, here we go. It was, I got it. Um, I got it. I got it. Uh, Dor- oh, Dora Perez. Uh, it wasn't Hannah Gujwan? No, I don't believe it. What was it? Oh, yeah. I think it was Dora Perez. 
Oh, was it? Hmm. I guess it was the Polish girl. The uh... okay. No, you're right. Uh, it's. Ah, it's uh, I, I remember the fight, though, of course. Yes. Um, and uh, she managed to survive an armbar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would have anybody else would have tapped out to. So she definitely has. Not she's not only a great kickboxer, but she's also a great submission yeah. uh, submission artist and defensive submission. Um, but um, well, let's I just want to quickly go over the round. This round it lasted uh, three minutes twenty seconds. Uh, Rain attempted a spinning back fist, um, and then she got taken down. Um, she, um, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, no. Uh, Nagoyan tried a spinning back fist and got and um, no, and then yeah, uh, Raina tried a spinning back fist and then uh, Nagoyan took her down. Um, and well, she managed to get back in the guard, and then um, Raina tried to armbar Andy, but she got out of it. And then Andy took her back, but Raina was able to stand up uh, with Andy on her back. Andy tried to reach for a uh, rear naked choke, but uh, and she had a and a bi triangle, and Raina managed to get out of this. Um, then she just started doing these 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 very horrific, painful liver shots. Yeah, <laughs> and and um. She also got these punches to the face on uh, Andy, and then she got this really hard buy shot, and Andy Nagoyan just collapsed. Did I know pain. that? Uh, remind me just like the uh, Sarah McMahon uh, Rousey fight. Well, the that, thing uh, about that was that, well, well, I don't know if you want to hear my theory. I think that they stopped that fight a little bit early, but I do you know, too, yeah, they did remind me that. I could definitely, also, I could definitely see like you know, getting like that hard kick or that hard punch in the body like but also reina she this was this was um the second the the third match uh she uh remembered that she uh she defeated doria perez and hannah gujuan with body shots uh and this is you know i think right now she's my favorite to win the tournaments would you say so absolutely absolutely (laughs) I, I feel uh, like anything you put King, anything, sorry, anything you put Reina Kubota in, I'm just saying it's not even a question. She's the best so actor the, right the, now. The next person that they have facing Reina is Irene Rivera. Okay, which would be interesting because I could definitely tell that Irene is great at submissions, but she, you know, if she tries to stand Reina, she's not going to survive. No. Oh, good to see. <laughs> but I, I guess you know if you, you know, since they don't do like a performance of the night, uh, thing, maybe we should do something like that. If I were to give performance, <coughs> excuse me, performance of the nights, I would definitely say, uh, Rock Martinez for a submission over, uh, Jerome Banner, and I would give Gabriel Oliveira, uh, the other one over his uh KO of uh Tetsuya Kawajiri. Who would you give performance of the nights to? Uh, performance of the night, I would probably have to give. Um... Wow, that's a really tough one. Uh, I was honestly like contemplating on saying like maybe giving it. Well, I mean, fight of the night, I would definitely say uh, tension. Uh, Nasakawa versus Yamoto uh, Fujita. That's definitely yes. the fight of the night for me. 
Yeah. Uh, performance of the night? I would probably have to agree with you, actually, on uh, Rock Martinez. I mean, he kind of, I wouldn't say shocked the world, but, I mean, he shocked the hell out of me. I mean, two minutes in. Actually, you want to know something? I'm probably going to say Crystal Stokes. Well, I mean... For... Uh, well, yeah, continue. Sorry. Well, I was going to say... I mean, for in terms of submissions or finishes, what would you say was your fin- favorite finish? Oh, my favorite finish? Yeah, it would probably yeah. be uh, it would probably be Rock Martinez. Okay. Oh, definitely. You know, like I definitely think they'll. Well, bring no, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm probably gonna go with Irene Rivera. Oh, is that because of the uh, nip slip? No, 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 no. I wasn't gonna that. I mean, I'm just saying that was a pretty good art bar she got her in. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It was. It was a very like a pretty bar. vicious armbar. I mean, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this was a very good, uh, a very good show. Absolutely. Um, I think it's their, their longest show. Um, I did have some issues with it. Um, most of most of the fights were good. Um, particularly the ones that we mentioned: uh, Tenshin Asakawa versus Yamamoto Fujita, um, and uh, King Reina versus Crystal Stokes. Uh, and we had some pretty good finishes as well. So um, I definitely feel like, you know, definitely feel like, uh, do you have a, well, I just said, we just had our favorites for the uh, women's Adam Wake tournament. Who do you think, do you have a favorite right now for the, um, for the um, Bantamweight, male, men's Bantamweight tournament? Uh, no, that's a really tough one. Um, well, I mean, that Shintaro guy, uh, I mean, he, him and, uh, I mean, he might actually have some pretty good Promise, potential in this. he got dominated. I felt he got way too, he, for a guy who's a champion of Pancreas, um, he got re- dominated in a fashion that he shouldn't have for the, uh, against, uh, Ahmed Musakayev. Um, right now they put, they have Kyochi Horiguchi in the tournament, but he's fighting, uh, to be determined opponent. Um... I mean, Kyoshi Horiguchi uh, left the UFC on a win streak, basically. His only loss was against Demetrius Johnson. Oh, uh, Horiguchi, to... yeah, yeah, I'd probably have to go with him. I was initially going in saying, um, I was actually, to tell you the honest truth, Andrew, I was going in thinking that it would probably be Anthony Burchek. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if he's, um, he got unfortunately eliminated, so... Yeah, you know, he would have definitely been a favorite uh, had he not gotten eliminated. But right now, um, if I'm looking at the brackets right now, I have to go with uh, Kyochi Horiguchi um, for this uh, tournament. Who do we have right now that's uh, past the first round, if you can give me a rundown? Okay, the brackets right now for the men's bantamweight tournament, uh, we have Ian McCall versus Manel Cape, Kyochi Horiguchi, uh, versus to be announced, Kali Taha versus Takafumi Otsuka. Uh, actually, Otsuka was the guy who defeated Burchek. Um, and Kevin Pecci versus Shintaro Ishiwatari. Okay, and, and what is the, this? This is the quarterfinals, correct? Uh, second round, yeah. This is the second round, okay. And for the women's semifinals, we have Reina versus Irene Rivera. And Maria Oliveira versus Kana Asakura. Okay. And I definitely think that they want, I feel like they want Ryzen to definitely have a Japanese versus Japanese 
uh, match for that. And I definitely think they would want Reyna versus Kana. Yeah, who who said that? Um, somebody said that they wanted, like, they're glad that um, they want, like, a Japanese versus Japanese uh, matchup. Somebody said that. Yeah. You even said that while we were watching the, the uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Uh, that'll probably sell more, t- more tickets than Irene Rivera will. versus Marie- Maria Oliveira. Yeah. yeah we'll and see. right right now, just by looking at the um, at the people and, and the men's family, I have to go with Kyochi Horiguchi. You know, if Ian McCall, if Ian McCall does fight, you know, presuming nothing goes wrong. I mean, we can't really call on Ian McCall yet, considering know, the guy hasn't fought since. What was it? Yeah. 2015? Yeah. It's, um, it's a, um, it's right now. I can't he, really he, be I, a judge if, on that. I was, if I was Ryzen, I would have somebody, a replacement on speed dial. Um, I've been hearing rumors that, um, it looks, you know, remember, do you remember Michael McDonald from UFC? Yes, of course. Um, he's not with UFC anymore and he's signed with Bellator. Okay. So. I could definitely see him being a uh, Kyochi Horiguchi's replacement, or a um, a uh, somebody, uh, or a uh, a standby just in case, um, in case one of the fires gets injured. Um, that's the thing as well. I think they're gonna probably have to have standbys as well um, for a tournament this long. They had that for the heavyweight tournament um, last year at for the New Year's Eve show. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, I mean, there's other people that they could possibly have announced, you know, it would have to be, I'm going to guess it's somebody from Bellator, you know, um, those are the people I'm most Probably. familiar with, you know, like Eduardo Dantes, um, let's see, uh, uh, Marcus uh, Galvo, Joe Warren, um, the, the people. Unfortunately, you know, I just I'm not too familiar with Japanese MMA uh, besides Ryzen, so yeah, I don't know if, they could, if they're gonna have. They're not gonna put. I I can't see them putting. Well, Nasu I mean, well, what are you saying? I, I mean, because you, you're you're more leaning towards like uh, like more American guys uh, to be entered in. Like, are you saying like they would probably uh, replace them with another guy from over here for like the American appeal or? No, I, well, I, that's the thing is that, like, Kyochi Horiguchi is clearly, you know, he's clearly probably the most, the best fighter out of, this, of all this. So they definitely, I mean, they put him against Hideo Tokoro in the first round, which is no, which is not, Hideo Tokoro has been around forever. He's not a easy opponent at all. So I think they, if they definitely want to put him against a high-ranked fighter, they definitely would trust him to win, which I think is what they want want to happen. But, you know, they don't want to put him against a can as well. Yeah. Yeah. It should be interesting. <laughs> I am excited. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm definitely, you know, I'm interested to know who they'll have, who they're going to announce for as his, as a replacement, um, as, as, as for the uh, his well, opponent, I mean. Yeah. And then, you know, who about the rest of the uh, New Year's Eve show? All right. Well, Andrew. Thank you so much for uh, doing this podcast for with me. Um, I look forward to New Year's Eve, man. Yes, double, double, double back-to-back shows, I know. just like Fridays. Oy, uh, this is gonna have to be like 
talking about like two rounds of two, five hour energy shots and just straight oh, yeah. up caffeine right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, just a, uh, just some um, just some plugs. Um, if you want to watch Ryzen legally, you can download. You can watch it on the Fight TV app. Um, I believe the price for this one was nineteen dollars and ninety five cents. Um, but I think if you get if you sign up with a bunch of people, you can get some credits and then you get uh, you can then basically buy it for with just credits that you've earned from people signing up for the fight app, I believe. Okay. Um, I also like to tell you guys um, you can find us on well, you're probably listening to us on SoundCloud. Um, by the next episode, we will be having also um, an iTunes account. Um, a lot, a lot of things planned for this show. Um, hope you guys liked it, and uh, talk to you guys soon. Uh, would you, uh, quickly, do you want to plug our Twitters or anything? Um, yeah, if you want to plug in your Twitter, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, if you want to talk about talked about Japanese MMA, Japanese puro wrestling, or send hate mail, whatever, or compliments, I'll I'll be happy to listen. So uh, you can fo- you can find my Twitter at abenjil one. Um, feel, feel, feel free to tweet me, follow me, and, um, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try, you know, try to make a, eventually, hopefully a Twitter for this account, you know, try to get, expand it social media-wise, but, uh, we want this, uh, we definitely want to, ex- this to be, uh, this promotion to become a big thing here, you know, try, hopefully it could become as big as Pride was. Alright, Andrew, All right. hey, well, uh, thanks again for joining me, and, uh. Hey, I lo- this is fun. I definitely look forward to the next one. Absolutely, Declan. Uh, I'll see you for New Year's Eve. Absolutely. Have a good night. You too.